This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Bezat Hashem Yitbarach We're trying now to answer the questions that were asked constantly concerning the Seder and the Ilchot Pesach and the preparation for Pesach. Questions that come over again and again. And in the first shiur, we try to address things that are not related to Pesach, but today we'll be uh, pointing out those questions that come concerning Hilchot Pesach on this special time that we all are experiencing right now. So the first question that comes over and over again is a question over to Vilat Kelim. If a person bought new utensils, he has to normally dip them in the mikveh. What should a person do now that most of the mikveh kelim are closed, and even if those that are open, one might be hesitant going out of his house to be tovel, to dip his utensil into those mikveh. One thing that a person can do is, if he didn't buy yet the utensil, he could have in mind that he's not intending to acquire that utensil, which means like this. He pays the money, but he has in mind that he doesn't want to acquire it, he doesn't want to be kone, he doesn't want that it should be his. Shlomo Zaman Obach says that that helps, and with that, one doesn't have to do tvila. and later on, when time will come, and one can go safely to the mikveh, he should take it then. But if you bought already the utensil, then the other way to do it is to sell it to a goy. Now, I explained in previous shiurim how the sale of a, with a goy could be done. You give him a dollar beforehand, so he doesn't lose that dollar. He gives you back that dollar as a way of being kone, that keli that you want to sell him. The keli becomes his, and now you ask him permission to use that keli. So, for instance, you bought yourself a pot. Now you sell it to the goy for that dollar, and you receive the dollar from him. You can give it back to him if you want, but once you receive the dollar from him, the kelly becomes his, the pot becomes his. If you don't have a goy that you can sell it to, now it's very hard. There are different uh, documents that go around with a sell to a goy that certain batei dinim are selling it for the public. Get your hand on one of these and sell your utensil that way. This is also a suggestion written by Roshomo Zaman Obach in such a place that one can't uh, dip a keli in a mikveh. Second question that comes over again and again is the mechirat chametz. How mechirat chametz should be done this year? Mechirat chametz should be done just like every other year. Just you can do it through a phone call. You call the rabbi that sells the chametz normally, and you tell him that you want to sell your chametz. This is your name, that's your address, and your chametz is in that cabinet, and that cabinet, you closed up those cabinets, you write on it, it's sold to a goy, and with that, you took care of things. You could make the sale in such a way. First, you appoint the rabbi as a shliach, as an agent, through a phone call that's perfectly fine. This is how the Oletzion writes. This is how it's written also in other Sfarim. Once, or Moshe also brings like this, Rafosheimer, the Kovetz Alachot brings such a thing down. Once you sold it to, once you gave it over uh, to, uh, to the Goy, it's not yours anymore. So how is it done? Again, your point, the rabbi is an agent, there's a shliach through a phone call, and he'll take care of it. The rabbi himself would 
uh, be able to sell it to a goy and you took care of your chametz. This year, it might be a good idea, not like every year, that you get rid of all the chametz gamur. Could be this year, many people would prefer to leave their chametz and sell it, just to know that they would have enough food after Pesach. They don't have to go running around in this danger to different supermarkets and, pi- and piling back the house. In such a situation, one could sell the chametz, and it's perfectly fine. Third question that comes around is the biur chametz. Normally, there's many people that get together in order to do biur chametz, burn their chametz. This year, that would not be available. The easiest thing to do is, at the time that you have to burn your chametz, you just take it, you take those pieces that you want to burn, and instead of actually burning them, you can throw them into the toilet and flush the toilet, and that's perfectly fine. This is how the Mishnah Bura brings la'alacha. This is how the Oletzion brings down la'alacha. It's pretty much accepted halacha. Another question is the Siyum Masechet. Normally, you go to Shul, and there's a Siyum Masechet Bechorot, in order not to be mit'aneh ta'anit Bechorot, they do a Siyum Masechet. And with that, each person afterwards can eat, and doesn't have to fast. What do you do this year? The rabbis um, said that this year one should do siyum masechet either through a phone or through Zoom or through any other uh, media channel that one might have and hear the siyum masechet and with that be yotze and afterwards he can eat. How should one go about birkat ha'ilanot? Normally, birkat ha'ilanot, you come outside, you see the ilan, you see the tree that is melavlev, it has already the flowers, and it's budding, and then you say berkate ilanot. This year, it's a little dangerous, or very dangerous to come outside, and because of that, if one doesn't have it available around his house, he, should, he could avoid this and wait for later on. You, you still have, according to the poskim, up to the end of Nisan, some even hold that even after Nisan it's okay, but at least up to the end of Nisan, that means that you still have time, you don't have to take care of it up to right away right now, and because of that, one should delay it, and if one couldn't say it in the end of the day, Birkat Olanot is not a Bukha that's obligated, you don't have to say Birkat Olanot, it's a very big inyan to say Birkat Olanot, according to Mekubalim especially, but definitely if you're putting yourself into danger, that comes first, and one shouldn't go out to look for a place uh, that has a ilan, if indeed it's something that would be dangerous. Birkat HaLevana. Normally you come out of your house and you say Birkat HaLevana. You say it with ten people, you say Kaddish and so on. This time is not available. What should one do? What the Mishnah Bura says, that if one is afraid to come out of his house, as the Ramah says, that one should say it, under the sky and un- not under the roof, but says the Mishnah Bura, that reminds only when one could go comfortably outside, but if he feels that he might get cold, let's say the weather is cold, he might get cold and have a fever, got sick, because of that, he's exempt from going outside, he could say, Birkat HaLevana, Kiddush Levana, inside the house when he sees the Levana through the window, and that's perfectly fine. Even more so in our time, that it's not only that we're afraid of getting cold, it's worse than that. Because of that, one could perfectly be Yotzeh Kiddush Levana inside his house. Another question that's being asked is, can you use Zoom 
to join in with your grandparents and family. You set it up before Pesach, before the holiday, and you have it on, and now you can join the whole family, and that will be a beautiful gathering. The answer is that of Shlomo Amar already was posek, that it's Asur, and one can't use any of those means to join in with the family. It's Asur for few reasons, and he said that even if you do it, you're not benefiting halachically because you can't be yotzeh with this in any way. But regardless, one should not use any of those means. Another question is, uh, me and my family feel good, Baruch Hashem. The person asks, can we go to my parents for Lel, Hasedel, and the Chag? And the answer to that is that absolutely not. When you have elderly parents... You should not go there, even if you think you feel good. Why is that? Because many people are carriers of the virus, and they didn't even have symptoms. And it's very dangerous. There's a vast amount of people that are sick right now, and it's not necessarily that they feel it. But when they get together with their parents, with their grandparents, they can give it over to them, and this is already putting them into pikuach nefesh mamash. Now, if you didn't prepare yet for Pesach and you're planning to go to your parents or your grandparents, even if you feel good, what you should do is take, uh, take all the family and clean up the house and shine up the house. You have still have time. And even if you didn't do everything perfectly, that is fine. And even if you left here and there some things that were not clean for Pesach, with the bitul, you definitely yotzeh the deoraita, and the only thing you're violating could be is the rabbanan. If there's enough over there of a shiur kazai, that's very likely that's not what you're having. And even with that, none of that would be enough that you put somebody else in life danger. It's not even safek pikuach nefesh. It's close to pikuach nefesh mamash. What's going on right now? So. If the Torah says even sfeka of pikuach nefesh, ve'afilu marbeal of sfekot, one should be mechalel Shabbat and do all the other, uh, and, be, and, and violate all the other isurim of the Torah, definitely one should not put his family members in dangers. Be'ezat Hashem, next year we all be together, either in Yerushalayim with Mashiach Tzidkenu, or we'll be together with Leila Seder and celebrate many, many more psachim together with happiness and health. Chag Samech. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.